Hi, everybody. We're grateful to have with us today, Doug Kenschel of South Suburban Pads. Hi, Doug. Welcome. Hi, thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Sure. Well, we're honored to be able to present your organization as our not-for-profit hero of the month. And Doug, we're hoping that you can tell us a little bit about South Suburban Pads and its history. Sure. For those who don't know me, my name is Doug Kenschel. I've been the executive director for South Suburban Pads for the past five years. Uh, but prior to that, I'd been a volunteer for many, many years. And, uh, you know, I've really been fortunate my whole career to serve in the nonprofit world, starting from uh, Peace Corps experience uh, 30 years ago in Ghana, West Africa. But uh, pleasure to be with you today. South Suburban Pads is uh, 30 years old now. For the past 30 years, we've been serving people who have been homeless in South Suburban Cook County and portions of neighboring Will County. And over those 30 years, we've helped over 19,000 people to overcome homelessness through emergency shelter, meals, and uh, affordable housing. You know, when I speak to people in Chicago, they don't think there's any homelessness outside of Chicago. They see people on Lower Wacker Drive, they see them in the tent cities up in Rogers Park, but they don't see people out here, but, but thousands of people are homeless. They, they're sleeping in their cars in the yeah. Home Depot parking lot. They're, in the, they're, they're sleeping in tents in the forest preserve and, and lots and lots of people are doubled up with family and, and friends. Um, but, but homelessness is a big challenge in the South suburbs. And we're proud to have been doing our part over the past 30 years to, uh, to address it. That's fantastic. So if somebody's listening today and they're having an issue with potential homelessness or they're already homeless and they're just looking for a place to kind of reach out and get started, what do they do? Or if you have friends and family that you know that might be affected by this. Yeah, we direct everyone to our website and there's directions there for how to apply for services. But, um, you know, I can also give you the main phone number. So anyone who's seeking services can call 708-332-7700. That's 708-332-7700. And a case manager will connect with you, assess the need and try to connect you to any, any services that you might be eligible for. You know, I think that people sometimes though feel paralyzed. So you say, go to the web or dial the number and you know, they're timid or they're afraid to take that first step or maybe friends and family wanna help them, but they don't know what it's gonna look like on the other side when they place that call or go on the web. Can you tell a little bit about what somebody's gonna experience and what information they need to share to get some help? Sure. Um, well, we prioritize services for those who have the greatest need. And so we'll, we'll first try and assess what someone's situation is. And if we're able to, we'll try and help them uh, avoid homelessness. We'll try and help them remain where they are and, and uh, um, provide some support so that they don't become homeless. But if someone is actually homeless and they have no other uh, options, uh, then, then we'll bring them into emergency shelter. And for the duration of the pandemic, the emergency shelter has been provided in local hotel rooms. And so um, we, we provide shared hotel rooms, so two single adults or a family in a hotel room. Um, and we've done that for the entire duration of the pandemic to help keep people safe 
Um, we, we closed the congregate shelters. Uh, we just didn't feel like we could have 50 people sleeping in a, a church basement and, and for that to be safe during, during the time of COVID. So instead we're providing hotel rooms. And then you also, as I understand your services, give some kind of help to move forward, meaning, yes, you have to deal with that emergency shelter and deal with today, but we also have to look kind of into the future for tomorrow to come up with a plan to kind of get regrouped for somebody. Can you tell us how that works? Yeah, emergency shelter is really just the beginning. Really, our goal is to provide a pathway home. We, wanna, we want shelter to be um, of short duration, we want to help people as quickly as possible resolve their situation and move back into an affordable apartment. And so for, for hundreds of people, um, they, they really just need shelter for a few weeks and then they resolve the situation themselves. They get their next paycheck, their, their, uh, you know, their family gets a check to them or, or something happens to change their circumstances and they're able to get back into an apartment. And, many, many people are able to resolve their situation by themselves. But for those who need a little more help, we have some rapid rehousing programs where we can pay the rent for three months or possibly six months to help get them started, get them back on their feet, back into an apartment. And then they are able to transition and take over that lease on their own and pay the rent going forward after they, they, they get stabilized. Um, and then for a, a, a smaller category of people, people who have significant disabilities, um, who face real serious challenges to earning an income and, and providing for themselves, we have a, a limited supply of permanent supportive housing where we can provide housing plus services for as long as they need. Boy, the services really then reach a broad gamut of people you know, that can come in and get help. You know, so you might be listening today and you don't have friends or family that need this and you don't need it yourself, but you say, look, I understand the pandemic's been hard on all of us and I want to give back now. I want to, you know, serve somebody, get back in the community and help in some way. It's my understanding, Doug, that there's a lot of opportunity for people to be able to give back. Can you explain some of that for us? Yeah, there sure are. The, the pandemic has really been hard on a lot of people, as you as you said. In a, in a normal year, we might serve 100 people a night in emergency shelter. And of those 100, maybe 10 would be children. But currently, we're serving 160 people in shelter every day, and 55 are children. Wow. The people who have been most impacted by COVID-19 and by this crisis have been families. Uh, usually single parent households where, you know, ha the children are home because the school's quarantining, but you're supposed to be a grocery store clerk and you have to be at work to earn an income, to pay the rent, and it's just impossible. It's an impossible situation for, for parents. And we're seeing an increasing number of families with small children becoming homeless. And so yeah, today we have 160 people in shelter, and of those, uh, 55 are children, um, and we need a lot of help. Um, we have been able to fundraise like crazy, thanks to the generosity of churches and small businesses like, like uh, the Sterk uh, Family Law uh, Practice. Um, every little bit helps. If you would like to make a donation, please go to our website at sspads.org sspads.org 
um, make a donation there. Every little bit helps. Uh, you know, for $1,000, you can help provide shelter or housing for a family for a month. Um, and so it's really important that everyone give to help support that effort. Um, and on top of that, you know, last year, we provided 90,000 meals uh, for, our, for our shelter clients. And all of that was donated. We didn't spend any money. We didn't go out and order food and buy food and buy meals or, or hire Airmark or some big company to, to cook the food. All of that was donated by churches and sororities and confirmation classes and Bible study classes and, and friends and families, um, Girl Scout troops, uh, all ages uh, who got together to cook meals for emergency shelter. And so we estimate about a thousand people participate in that effort wow. every year. Um, and so if you would like to uh, be part of that, uh, again, I direct you to the website to sspads.org. And there's some instructions for how to raise your hand and say, yeah, uh, we would like to help prepare a meal, uh, cook a spaghetti dinner or cook, uh, and, you know, something like that to, to help um, provide nutritious food. And then other ways, you know, we're always doing collections. You know, we, we need hygiene supplies year round and there's directions on the website if you want to donate you know, toiletries, soaps, and toothpastes, and things like that. Um, seasonally, there's other needs in the winter, hats and, and gloves, um, socks. Socks are kind of a year-round need. Um, uh, occasionally, we're approaching summer with 55 children in shelters, so we need, you know, recreational supplies, things for the kids to do during the summer, um, whole variety of needs. Um, and then, and then also we need your expertise. You know, we always have uh, opportunities for board membership or committee membership, and we're looking for people who have expertise. Um, going forward, we're, we're seeking to purchase three buildings uh, using uh, federal stimulus funding. And so we hope to one day have our own hotel building to, to serve as a permanent site for shelter. And so we're looking for board members or committee members who have real estate development expertise, real estate finance expertise. And then we always have ongoing needs for board members with fundraising and marketing expertise or um, accounting or human resources and, and, and other skill sets. So, you know, anyone who wants to uh, volunteer their time, we would be very appreciative. And uh, we have the greatest staff in the world. We're so impressed by our staff. They're very passionate about what they do. They're all committed to this uh, mission, um, but we often have openings. And right now there's an opening for a nurse case manager and for a, an accounting manager. So um, all of that information you can access through the website, but we would uh, love to have your help. Now, do you also have activities or certain events that might be coming up that somebody can participate and say, well, you know, I might be, not be able to do something specific, but I could participate in an event. Tell me about that. Yes, yeah, stay tuned. Uh, our major fundraising event of the year happens in late October or early November, and it's called the Pathways Home event. So keep circling back to the website, but uh, yeah, we'll be sending out information about that and uh, selling tickets as we get closer to the fall. Well, that's very good. 
Well, you know, there is so much and the pandemic certainly has put a new perspective on this. I think that a lot of people have a new perspective about giving back as well. So if you're listening today and any of these opportunities seem to be fruitful for you to get involved with, they can reach out on your website or reach out to you, Doug, and write and have a conversation and just see where they fit in. Yeah, that's correct. So well, we appreciate everything that you do for our community and your lifelong service in the not-for-profit field. It's such a well-deserved and well-honored field. And we hope that as highlighting your organization, that we can give back in some way to you as well. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you for this honor. And we appreciate all that you do for the community. Well, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you.